Hello, Mr. Streisand, you son of a Welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, I am your host, Adam Portress, and I'm joined by Matt Smith. Rabble, rabble, consternation. Indeed, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, we know you've been waiting for an episode. Uh, we had to take a week off. What, what did we take a week off again for? Uh, well, I, I, so I've been on the job market, uh, the academic job market, which is a, an insane fucking process. Mm. And uh, last Wednesday uh, and, and Thursday, which is when we typically uh, do our recordings, uh, I had uh, fucking 11 job applications Do you? Because oh, they were all due like right around the uh, first and shit. So, uh, yeah, that's what I, that's why it was. My, it's again my fault. Hmm. Uh, I'm always at fault when we're late. Adam doesn't do anything else. So he's ready hey. to roll all the time. It's, it's good uh, though. <laughs> But uh, there's nothing that was said like, that wasn't yeah, true. I just I just had so much fucking like sh- like ap- job applications for uh, they're the worst for period. universities in particular. Like they're all fucking different. They want different shit. You have to write a lot of material for them, and uh, I'm just oh, it's fucking exhausting. So uh, my apologies. As I promised, uh, we're here. We're gonna do new stuff. We're gonna have extra stuff. Uh, we've mentioned that uh, in the pre-show to the uh, Patreon. Uh, listeners which by the way uh big time big time on the patreon uh, show for this episode man you guys got a they got a good 20 minutes worth of extra show that you're not going to find anywhere else how do you do that you go to patreon.com slash the film find and since it is the beginning of the month let's go ahead and thank some people shall we Yes, indeed. We shall. Uh, Kevin, Eric, and our good buddy Rocket Face. Thank you guys for coming in at the uh, at the one dollar level. There, over at the next five dollar level, you got your good old boy Ricardo. We got Kate, Jacob, Tim, and Matthew really jumping in on that five dollar level. One of the most popular ones there. Love that. And of course, up on the ten dollar, you got your Warren and Krista over there doing that for us up. And guess what, Matt? Jumping what? up to the highest Ooh. of the high heights over here, who has gotten in to the executive producer level on this bad Ooh. boy, is our good friend Maria from upstate New York. Maria, uh, we love you. She's she's gotten up there big time, man. And like, yeah. uh, I listen. We I, love everybody, by the way. Like Maria. Oh yeah. Here, here's here's the thing, Maria does. She sends me a message every morning, just telling me to have a good day. And I, and I really appreciate that because because uh, sometimes I wake up pissed off about some shit. I was about to say, and Matt's days. angry about everything. Like, like if you think like, <laughs> like I'm angry about like a lot of just kind of regular stuff. Matt's Matt's angry about like everything way more than I am even at some <laughs> at like at certain things. I'm just I have like a general general malaise of anger. Matt just has very he has wild specific anger, and uh, yeah, it, it gets me. Now here's what I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna put this well in the because show. because generally for me I just can't fucking like yeah. if it were that pervasive. Holy shit. There's so many like I've I if it were if um if I'd have grown up maybe 20 years like maybe 10 years later 
perhaps because like when I was in middle school, I was like I was like angry all the time. I've let a lot of it go. I've learned to let so much go. So I've like I've as you know people that just go Adam, you're so angry. I'm like you don't know how much I've chilled out over the years. It's like what you're seeing now that, is very. That's actually what I tell a lot of people. Like you know, I I'm angry about a lot of stuff, right? And I'm the difference is I'm vocal about it, right? Uh, I. I am significantly less pissed off than I was like a decade ago. Yeah. Just, just in general. So, you know, I do uh, ranting and ravings, but to uh, like no one in the room, I Uh just, I'll I'll look at it. Like, can you believe this? There's no one there. There's no one to answer me back. Maybe it's the dog at the most. And he looks at me like, "Ah, I'll be reading some story that pops up and I'll go, holy fuck this shit, man. Uh, (laughs) And they just go like, it is what it is. But here's what I want you guys to do. She's got 39 followers on uh, on the on the tweets there. I want to make yes. I want to for anyone that listened to this show, get yourself some uh, bl- blow up Maria's uh, Twitter here for us. So that's M A R I A S B eight five N Y Y. I'll put that in the show notes for you. Uh, follow Maria on Twitter. Send her a message uh, and uh, you know let her know that. Uh, you appreciate her uh, helping out the shows, man. And uh, you know she got a she got some preacher gear. She got some preacher merch. She's gonna get not too awful long, so that's kind of uh-huh. cool. We're gonna get pictures and stuff of that. Uh, but we really appreciate her, and of course, like we said, everybody that goes to Patreon.com/slash The Film Find, they get the pre-show, the post-show, and a couple of the extra shows that no one else gets. It, but maybe sometimes we'll eventually get it. But hey, yeah, where it you're comes gonna, out later. Where but... you're where you're gonna get it first, and uh, certainly well so more ahead of time. We'll be over at patreon.com slash the film fund. So uh, thanks for that, man. Uh, so this, man, is episode 150 of the film fund. How's that? 150. Uh, now, granted, there's way more than 150 entries into it because we got your film fund fives. We got other kind of off, uh, you know, bonus episodes and this, that's, and the others that are in there. But of the long format proper shows, this is number 150. So, uh, you know, we don't really we don't mention numbers a whole hell of a lot here as far as like show numbers because you know at the end of the day who fucking cares? 150 shows right. is really not that many, but I think the quality that we put in is unsurpassed. That's what I'm going I, with. Uh, <laughs> Do you buy yeah, that? I, I, yeah. I mean, sometimes I'm iffy on it. <laughs> Listen, you sometimes, gotta. Sometimes you just have to sell it, okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so, sometimes it's just like I don't know. Uh, you know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, you know, uh, we are what we are. But we've gotten here slowly but steadily over the I, last couple of years. Yeah. And we just appreciate it. And that's because of all you guys going down there and, uh, you know, uh, downloading every week. If you've reviewed us on iTunes, we really appreciate that. If you haven't, it's still time. And still time. And, of course, patreon.com slash the film find. So, again, episode 150. But thank you all very, very much for all this stuff. And, of course, because we missed last week, you're going to be getting two episodes, the episode that you got right now. And I think, eh, we'll say two days later, you'll get the next episode after that. Uh, yeah. So, on today's program, we got two movies. Now, this was more around the Halloween time. Uh, in which this was originally scheduled to come out. Uh, but So we'll be reviewing Amityville, The Awakening, which was, I don't think it's available there anymore at this point, but for good while. It's, wa- it's on Google Play. Is, I, it, is I, it still there? Yeah, I don't pay for Google Play, and it let me use my uh, Gmail to sign in. Okay, so. well, there you go. Yeah, because that's that's where I initially I watched subscribe. it. Subscribe. It came out to uh, it came out on uh, in theatrical a little bit, but I was just like, "Hey, if they're gonna give it to me for the free on the Googles, I'll do that." So uh, yep. we'll be covering that, and we'll also be covering. Hey, when you just thought we were finished with the Saw movies, technically this isn't a Saw movie, but it is in a way. It's called Jigsaw, and we're gonna be talking <laughs> about that as well. Yeah. It's a Saw movie, in as much as like the last four of those movies were also Saw movies. Right. It's, you know, it's the the people, people get stuff happen to them. (laughs) Yeah. And there's someone who's not Jigsaw behind it. So, you know, that's not giving anything away because it's literally over half the series. Now he's been Tobin Bell does not do anything. No, no, it's it's been a a specter, if you will, Mm -hmm. which is fine. Yeah. We'll t- we can talk it's about a that a little bit. Okay, so uh, let's get into it. Uh, I've got a lot of stuff, so let's start with you. What have you been watching? Uh, are you saving any of it for the next show? I got, I got, I got okay. so much this show. I got right. so much the next show. Don't you worry. 
Okay, just making sure you're the watcher this week. You're you're I pulling am, a me. I am a new watcher uh, this sucker. Yeah, that's that's good because I did not watch that much over the past couple of weeks. Uh, the the main uh, bulk of my watching was catching up on the Saw franchise, and uh, around Halloween I watched uh, just all of the Universal uh, Frankenstein films uh, in the original cycle, so uh, 30s through uh 50s right or late 40s mm-hmm. um no hammer stuff uh, i did not watch the hammer just the universal i did watch some hammer films uh uh what was it taste of the blood of dracula which is really good because mm-hmm. it's the one that uh christopher Plummer, um uh, or sorry christopher lee did not want to return for uh and so he's like in like i don't know six scenes maybe yeah taste the uh, throughout good. the whole thing uh satanic rites of dracula is really satanic good. rites is really good uh, and and of course, uh, you know, the first one in the series over there is excellent. But those are kind of like the really good three of them. All of them are entertaining oh, as shit. I fun. love the Hammer yeah. films. Uh, and the Frankenstein movies are great as shit, too. Uh, the, the weirdest one uh, from Hammer is, um, uh, what is it, Dracula 1972 AD? Yes, you know that one? Yes. Where, where it, like, it begins with a feud between Van Helsing, uh, um, you know, Peter Cushing, uh and and uh dracula in like 1872 and uh they're battling on this carriage and uh, it wrecks and uh I, sh- I shit you not uh dracula dies because he uh is impaled on partially and then van helsing pushes it further into his chest he's impaled on the wooden spokes of the carriage right uh, <laughs> and, then, and then it flashes forward to 1972 and, uh, you know, Dracula is resurrected and um, there's a bunch of hippies and, uh, <laughs> and and Van Helsing's like descendants have to fucking do some shit. Right. So uh, it's a, that one's a wild one. It's really you know what was great fun. was like even before I knew that one existed, uh, I had always kind of thought, like, wouldn't it be cool to like just have like a like a Van Helsing's de- like descendants? And I, I thought it more modern day, obviously, because of the time that it was at. But like even before I said and then I was like that already exists yes <laughs> it, uh-huh. wasn't, it wasn't to the modern modern day but it was to modern day modern times then and i was just like sweet so uh so i watched i would i did watch those hammer films but i watched kind of all of the like frankenstein bride of frankenstein son of frankenstein which is uh actually really good uh largely what young frankenstein is is parodying is that and bride of frankenstein um uh also also uh, House of Frankenstein, Ghost of Frankenstein, uh, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, House of Dracula, which is a Frankenstein movie, in which Dracula attempts to resurrect him, and then and, uh, and then of course Abbott, and then and then of course uh, Abbott and Costello uh, meet Frankenstein. I was wondering if we were going to have that one in there. <laughs> oh well, of course it's canon. Mm-hmm. And here's the crazy thing, largely the same plot as House of Dracula, where Dracula is just trying to resurrect Frankenstein and, you know, do some evil shit. I just wanted to have some sleep. Uh, I mean, one of the weird things about watching that series progress is like, you know, Boris Karloff played the monster in the first uh, two. I don't think he was in Son of Frankenstein. Um, But then it like like Lon Chaney does it for or Lon Chaney Jr. does it for one or two of them. And then mm-hmm. like Bella Lugosi does it once. And, uh, then it, then it settles into, uh, Oh fuck. What's his name? Um, he plays him in like the last four of those movies. Ed Gein. No, his name's Glenn. Uh, fuck. Wait, that's a modern Hold actor. on. <laughs> Glenn strange. Glenn strange plays, uh, plays, uh, the monster in, I don't know, probably like four or five of them on. But the weirdest thing is like Boris Karloff does return for one or two of them after he plays the monster and just plays another fucking character, Hmm. which, which is really weird. I mean, like not a recurring character, but he plays a character and at least one more, I think house uh, of Frankenstein. Um, Anyway, uh, that series really holds up, man. Like uh, some of it's a little slow or repetitive, but um if you want to look at uh, like just a really solid body of work, really all of those uh, universal cycle monster films are really good. Um, really great production design. 
Uh, it's also weird in that, like, at least for a little while, the Frankenstein stories are kind of all kind of all chronological. Um, so it really is like watching a progression. I mean, it, it gets a little absurd because it turns out like, oh, well, uh, you know, Henry Frankenstein, because in the in the universal, like Henry is the name of the, the doctor, right? Not Victor. Um, like, oh, Henry has a brother and he's going to uh, create the monster in this one. And then, oh, they had another uh, brother and he's going to create the monster in this one. And oh, now it's uh, this person who. Uh, can study that work and they're going to make the monster. It's it's uh, so it just kind of becomes a little repetitive in that way, but whatever, they're solid flicks. And, and really it only takes like four of them before other monsters start showing up. So that's good. And uh, yeah, I, I have to say the worst, the worst Frankenstein is, is Bella Lugosi. He's the worst monster. <laughs> um, that's not saying that like Lon Chaney Jr. is really good or anything. Uh, I think I think Lon Chaney Jr. is a fine fine enough actor, but like let's just say like range isn't his strong suit, and uh, I, I'm not sure that he's a great makeup actor like his father was. I mean, he's okay in The Wolfman. In fact, The Wolfman's like my favorite of the Universal monster movies because uh, I have no taste apparently. <laughs> um, but. Uh, you know, it's it's fun to watch. And Abbott and Costello, man, that movie is fucking spectacular. It really is good. It's it's really funny. Abbott. Do you do you like those? Do you like the Abbott and Costello? Oh films? yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Big I just want to make. I mean, you you hear people talk all the time. Oh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. It's really good. No, it's it is actually really good. So, uh, yeah, a fun time. anyway, that's, that's what I fucking watch. I just watch a bunch of old monster movies. That's yeah. what I did. <laughs> that's what I've done for like a, like a year and a half of my life. It feels like at this point, but that's what I did. Fair enough. All right. So, uh, I, new release. Let's talk about, I watched uh, Suburbicon, the new movie, uh, directed by George Clooney, written by the Coen brothers, as well as George Clooney and Grant, uh, Hesloff. Uh, starring uh, Matt Damon, Julianne Moore, and uh, who the hell else is in this? Oh, what's his what's his nose? Uh, Oscar Isaac. It's uh, mm-hmm. I. Here's the deal. So you see all the trailers and everything, and you you don't really quite know what to make of this movie. It's all over the place, and the that's it's very quirky is for the advertising and. Um, and I thought, well, it's 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 Coen Brothers stuff. Let's let's say that's kind of like the uh, the bedrock for this. And then you know, Clooney and Hensloff came in and kind of did some rewriting, uh-huh. obviously. Um, so it's Coen based. So I, I kind of got a good idea of what this sort of is. And uh, let, let's read the IMDb plotline. Just to give you a, a quick idea. This is as, this is as stupid as it is. A home invasion rattles a quiet family town. What? Yeah. I mean, that's just that's terrible. So. Here's the thing. Does uh, does that happen in the movie though? Um, I get yeah, I guess it, well I mean yeah, yeah, it does happen. Okay. That's true. Is there a home invasion? Mm-hmm, yeah. Does the town become rattled? Um, I don't know it's because of that home invasion, but the town becomes oh, that, rattled, I okay. guess, because of like there's a the, the we're we're working in the uh in the what, 50s here and there's a uh there's an African-American family that moves in next door. And then that, that whole thing, that's like a weird subplot to the entire thing of like, there's a giant, you know, kind Uh of almost race war going on outside. Here's the problem with this movie. This movie doesn't know what it is. This movie's trying to be everything and nothing at the same time. Okay. It doesn't know if it wants to be funny. It doesn't know if it wants to be serious. It doesn't know if it wants to be about, you know, this guy trying to get out of his, you know, out of his debt problem. And, uh, or about you know how racial relations in the fifties worked. Uh, it's all over the place. It's not good. It, this movie is not good at all. It's I. It's it's a hot mess. And I I, okay. I kind of recommend watching it just to see what it what it's like. Oh, I'll be I'll be seeing it. But I was I was not I was ho- honestly I was hoping for something and. Um, even with, even with bad reviews, I'm just like, ah, even Coen brothers don't always get good reviews for their movies and stuff, but they can still end up being kind of good. And Clooney's a a pretty solid director. He's got a decent track record under him. You know, there's enough good people in this. How could this be bad? And it is, it's just bad. It's boring. It's, uh, 
no one's the only person that's barely that's hardly watchable in this is Oscar Isaac. He's real good. He's not in it all that much, but he's he's good for the time that he's there. Uh, it, the character by design uh, that Matt Damon has, he's kind of one note and, and nothing. He he doesn't have uh-huh. any strong convictions one way or the other, and that's not even like it doesn't even feel like that's part of the character. Like he can't make up his mind or stand up or anything. At least it doesn't feel that way. Um, it's just boring. It it's boring. Like there's a there's a couple of moments like every now and then you'll kind of sit up in your seat and go oh, and then you're like oh. Well, something's about to come interesting, and not really. It's I I I can't recommend anyone see this. I I, you know, I I look at it and I'm like, oh, this is this is why you guys had that problem. <laughs> you don't know what the hell this is. Uh, um, next up, uh, I got a whole bunch of things. These are all going to be Netflix recommendations for you. Uh, I I think I talked about Mindhunter on the last episode. If I didn't, uh, I'm going. I believe. Yeah, I think I'd watched the first two episodes. Uh, Now I have watched the entire series. It is fantastic. Uh, It is really good. So many great performances uh, in this thing, and uh, it it is Jonathan Groff and uh, whole uh, uh, McAllen McCannelly. Sure, Uh, they're they're great in it. And then you got Anna Torf coming in there. I didn't realize she was in this. Uh, She from. what you call it there, Fringe. It's it's a great show. Great show. This thing has a very... It can be very open to doing sequels, uh, you know, sequ- uh, subsequent seasons and whatnot. And, uh, but really, really great. Not scary, but certainly uh, off-putting <laughs> when you hear these murderers okay. and things of that nature. So it's it's based off of a lot of uh, things that happen in real life. So and you can see somebody put together like a little thing online of the interviews going back and forth, and uh, they stayed pretty true to kind of the vibe that went on and everything. So I'd recommend that. Also on Netflix, I've made it through five episodes so far of I think it's ten episodes total, ten or eleven, something like that. Um, is Big Mouth the uh, the new animated one here that came out uh, starring Nick Kroll, John Mulaney, Fred Armisen, and a whole whole slew of people. Jenny Slate's in it. Jason Manzukis is in it. Uh, Jesse Klein, Jordan Peele, Maya Rudolph, uh, a boatload of people. Richard Kind. Uh, it's it's hilarious. It's really good. So uh, plotline here is teenage friends uh, find their lives uprooted by the wonders and horrors of puberty. Uh, it's hilarious. It's super R-rated. Don't play it in front of the kids, even though it's a nice, fun, animated program. This is not something you play in front of the children. It is, um, while wild and crazy and out there and, of course, over the top and whatnot, there's a lot of things in here that I'm just like, yeah, this is very much what it's kind of like growing up and the, and the crazy thoughts that come into your head you know, during that time in your life. And... Um, Something that's nice is that it is uh, it's written by both men and women, so you know I'm sh- sure they they've got the ladies on staff. I think it's probably in the ten episodes. I think almost half are written by women, so you know you, you get you get both sides. So you get the male perspective mm-hmm. and female perspective there as well. Uh, but it's it deals with everything from uh, you know maybe I'm gay to having a pillow that you have sex with. <laughs> <laughs> and uh there's like there's a like a, a monster essentially that is like your horn dog monster uh so your uh-huh. hormones and stuff and that's uh that's, that's played by nick kroll and the uh and the and the girl version is played by maya rudolph who's just i don't know what voice she's doing but it's hilarious uh but it's it's a really good time super super fun uh they're like 20 something odd minutes episodes so you'll bang through those super quick so that's a big mouth also on netflix speaking of netflix keeping moving on is ozark i'm about halfway through ozark as well uh chicago-based financial advisor secretly relocates his family to the missouri ozarks when his dealings with the drug cartel go awry this is uh you got your jason bateman laura lenny uh this thing is great uh if you are a fan of uh kind of the overall feeling of something like Breaking Bad, this is a show for you. Again, uh, very R-rated, very over the top. And I, I tell you, man, the, the stuff Netflix keeps putting out, it is just like, they are, they're becoming a new HBO. And, and they're, they're putting out stuff that I would, I would put, you know, I'd put up against any of the premium cam- ch- cable channels any day of the week. And with things like 
Ozark and things like Mindhunter, there's, you know, there's no debate. This shit is just that damn good. So uh, check that out. And uh, also Rats. I checked out Rats, which is the um, documentary from Morgan Spurlock. And boy, oh boy, you want to talk about scary. (laughs) Uh, This thing covers the rat epidemic in New York and, of course, also follows outside of New York City as well. Uh, We go over to certain parts of India and over in England and how, you know, people deal with rats. Sometimes people are like, hey, here's how we kill the rats. And here's how we actually embrace the rats because they we believe them to be former relatives of ours. So we but it is frightening. It is scary to like. You see some of the scientific things where they cut up the rats and everything and take out their body parts, the parasites and stuff that are living in these things, how smart these things are. Oh my gosh. I just, I sat there the whole time just shuddering because it it is just like, oh boy, it's bad news bears, dude. But, uh, I, I definitely recommend, uh, checking out rats. It's a, it's a good, scary time. And, And where'd you watch that one? That's on Netflix as well. So everything, yeah, everything there minus Suburbicon, all out on Netflix. So check it, check it out, man. Super, super simple. Okie dokie, Matt. We got two big reviews here. This one, as we said, uh, came out on Google Play and had a quick little run in the theater. So I, I think, which is pretty rare that something like that happens, especially that they were giving it away for free. Let's go ahead and listen to the trailer for Amityville The Awakening. Come on, computer. sweet home. That looks great. Besides the fact that I have to move to a completely new school and start all over again. We moved here because St. Alphonse has the best neurological department in New York. This house is going to be good for James. Talk to James. I didn't kiss. There are no documented cases of anyone with James's injuries ever recovering. Something's not right in here. I keep seeing things, hearing things. It's not you, it's the house. In 1974, the owner of this house murdered his whole family. He said voices told him to do it. That was the trailer for Amityville, The Awakening. Here's the IMDb plotline. As we know, IMDb always 100% correct in everything they say and or do. A desperate single mother moves with her three children into the notorious, supposedly haunted, real-life Amityville house to try and use its dark powers to cure her comatose son. Things go horribly wrong. (laughs) That's how it's written. Uh, This is written and directed by Frank uh, Franak. Kulafran, that's pretty German, isn't it? Sounds German. What? Frank Frank Kalfun? Frank, is that it? Is that how it is? I don't know. It's Franek Kaflun. Kaflun. He's all right. Kaflun. It's look. Uh, look, he's a guy who directed who directed uh, P two and uh, the remake of Maniac. I think those are his two Maniac. biggest things. Yeah, starring those Jennifer. Are the Witcher did. Yeah, starring Jennifer Jason Lee, Bella Thorne, McKenna Grace, uh, Cameron uh, Cameron Monaghan. 
and um, Kerwood Smith. Yes. So let's let's start here before we get into the act, this actual movie. Uh-huh. What are your thoughts on the other Amityville movies? Uh, they all pretty much suck. You're right. They all stink. <laughs> I think they are. I think they're like some of them are more watchable than others. I think the remake is maybe the most watchable one, and it ain't good. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, like I. I don't know. I've never gotten why the movies creep people out. I've read the book. The book's pretty creepy. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of very clearly a novel, though. Like like which is what that has been admitted at this point, pretty much. Um, but uh, yeah, I've I don't know. All the movies are kind of just like they go from meh to holy shit, fuck this. What about you, no, uh, I, Adam? Do you have uh, special thoughts on the, uh, no, the mine, history of the Amityville franchise? Mine mirror yours exactly. I, I don't okay. care about the movies. I think they're terrible. Uh, I have I was not necessarily looking forward to this one, but I'm like, hey, it's free on uh, Google Play, so let's just give this a shot. It's that time uh-huh. of year. Why not? And, and what did you think about this PG-13 entry in the Amityville franchise? <laughs> I really liked it. <laughs> yeah? I really liked this movie. It's not fantastic, but it's like maybe it was because I had so such low expectations. Um, but, man, I had a good time with this movie. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't hate it either. Uh, I didn't like it a whole lot, but I, I do feel like uh, much like the remake, it's probably one of the more watchable ones. Yeah. Uh, and, and at least half the time is pretty engaging. Maybe more than that. I wasn't really keeping track, but it, like, you know, I didn't hate watching it, which yeah. is, which as far as the other, I've watched all of them multiple times. You have to understand that, uh, for, for no reason other than I'm a fucking masochist. Um, but, uh, it, it is watchable in a way that a lot of them are not. And in fact, has some enjoyment in it. I I liked not focusing on some of the bullshit. Mm-hmm. I liked having this storyline about uh, the comatose brother. I thought that was an interesting angle to take. It, it returned back to the DeFeo murders, which has always kind of been the root of the franchise. But like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I I you're right. It's it's not bad, but it ain't, it ain't great. Uh, by any stretch of the means. No, I think because originally, the, the at least what I'm looking. I was mixing things. <laughs> stretch of the imagination. Yeah. There you go. Now, what I'm looking at here, I don't really know all this because it looks like this movie was initially supposed to come out in 2015. Yeah, it's uh, been sitting around for a while, and I can't hmm. remember why. Uh, dun, 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 dun. I'm not really. See, it's. I just don't think they had. But I. I but I remember it. It like being on the docket like years ago. Like I remember reading about it. Yeah. It, it uh, so like the trailer I, I played right here, I mean, it says 2015, it was posted up in August of 2014 for this trailer. That's when they released it. So, I mean, like this thing's been out for, uh, you know, sitting on the shelf for quite some time. Yeah. And maybe they just thought at this point, maybe, uh, Bella Thorne had become enough of a, uh, enough of a kind of almost a star. I mean, she's getting there, man. She's been the last couple of things we've been watching from the, you know the crumminess of like the Medea movie to the good stuff of the babysitter. It's like she's a uh, in this she's doing all right. And yeah, I, she's I'm, fine. I'm kind of like, I'm she, liking her. She's, she's funny. She's uh, in, in, yeah. She's she's a pretty solid actress. Yeah, I think once she gets you know some you know overall better material, perhaps you know you could see something uh, definitely come of this. Uh, I think Cameron yeah. Monaghan, like playing, who's who's the brother who uh, I think most people would know as Jerome from uh, Gotham. He's uh, he's really good. I didn't even realize it was him half the time because I mean I didn't watch. I, I guess I didn't pay attention enough to the credits. And then when you're like, oh wait a second, <laughs> it took me like probably. Oh, really, you weren't just sitting there like, oh I guess the Joker's gonna come out now. No, I didn't. I did not realize that that was him at first. I do like how they kind of like. Uh, whatever effects they're doing to kind of emaciate his body and everything. I really dug on that. Uh-huh. Uh, but it, but it's fun. But the nice thing is, is like, you know, with Bella Thorne, we've seen her be so many different characters over these last couple of films, which shows that at least she has some sort of range. I love how, even though that this was a movie that was clearly shot in 2014, um, she dresses like it's like the early nineties. Uh-huh. She's got a great well, bad style going on. I love it. Yeah, well, yeah, I think you have to. Uh, I will say one intriguing thing about this that I, I was 
trying to figure out exactly like what the angle was on it. And I don't, I'm not sure that it was successful, but I found this very interesting at least was like this movie takes place in a universe in which the other movie has come out. Yeah. 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 Let's touch on that. Like, like they watch the movie in it because the person like Bella Thorne's character, um, uh, bell, uh, has never seen it, but she's moved into this house and hasn't been told anything about it with her mom. Um, and, and they watch it. And I, it's just like this weird sort of meta thing going on. Um, I really dug that because it, it, if memory serves, this is the first one to ever kind of like, because this, the, the Amityville house and everything is based on quote unquote, based on true events. I mean, it happened, right. but it didn't, but we probably didn't happen, happen. If you, if you, if you dig what we're putting down as far as supernatural elements go, I think right. those have been pretty wide, widely and easily debunked. But um, but but it's a real thing, and so to put this in a world where that where even not only is it a real thing, but the actual movie came out itself, and the characters within said movie within this movie are aware of that movie is right. pretty cool. Yeah, and and I have to think that it's much like the book relative to the original film, right? Like this is a way of establishing uh. Uh, let me use a big academic word, uh, an epistemology of realism. Your, you watch your language. <laughs> uh, but, but there is something that is just like, Oh, let's, uh, let's dis- let's make sure that people think about like, Oh, this is, this is a real thing that happened as opposed to, uh, Oh, this is something that has been clearly debunked, right? Like they're positioning it in a relative way here. Uh, that's not entirely dissimilar to, Oh, well, this was based on this best-selling book. These people have been interviewed on television, and now let's go see the movie about them. Right. Starring James Brol. <laughs> Starring old Jimmy Brolin. As I like to refer to him, Mr. Barbara Streisand. <laughs> He's like, you know how many times I have to hear that shit? <laughs> Piss me off I, over Every here. day from everyone who still cares. Hello, Mr. Streisand, you son of a bitch. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Mrs. Mr. Babs? I'm going to fucking kill all of you. <laughs> turns out he's the killer in the house just on <laughs> turns, account of everybody's calling him yeah, Mr. Streisand. Turns out that he, he killed everybody. He set the whole thing in motion uh, <laughs> back in the 19 uh, fucking uh, 60s. So... Oh. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's all right. This movie's solid. It's free on Google play. Go watch it. Yeah. Uh, I, di- I didn't hate it. This is maybe the first one that I really did not hate, uh, in any way, really, uh, largely I'm indifferent, but it's watchable. Yeah. There I'd are good say, moments. I'd say it was pretty, yeah, it was pretty good. And like, Adam liked it more than I did. Yeah. I, 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 like I said, maybe my expectations were so darn low. Uh, but, uh, it, it was really good. And, and come on, man, Jennifer Jason Lee yet again, throwing in a, a, another fantastic performance here. Uh, yeah, I, I have no idea what she's doing. It's, with her life it, because it's, <laughs> it's, I mean, like she's great and everything and I fucking love her and I'll watch everything. It's that she's so in. bizarre. I but sometimes I, I look at it like, holy shit. What the fuck? <laughs> what? What are you doing? There? She's the reason that we have to go see LBJ, by the way, she plays Lady Bird in that movie. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's that's out. Well, yeah. That's it's been on my list. I, I I honestly I toyed whether or not seeing it today, and I didn't. So that that that'll get. I just haven't had time. Tickets went on sale this week, and it has been crazy in the office. Certainly can understand that. Speaking of crazy, let's get on to our crazy second review here. Here is the trailer for Jigsaw, not the latest Saw movie, but Jigsaw. <laughs> now the game's simple. Best ones are. You want mercy? Play by the rules. Any identification on the victim? Prison piece. But Jigsaw has been dead for 10 years. It's not him. Can't be. This was on the body. The truth will set you free. Help! Chasing a dead man. Just 
کرد All right, that was the trailer for Jigsaw, our second new release review of the week. Here's the IMDb plotline. Bodies are turning up around the city, each having met a uniquely gruesome demise. As the investigation proceeds, evidence points to one suspect, John Kramer, the man known as Jigsaw, who has been dead for 10 years. This is uh, directed by the Spierg brothers, Michael and Peter Spierg. Spierg. Spierg? All right, cool. Yeah, man, they're fucking awesome. I can't believe that this fucking movie was not marketed like that because, uh, well, we could talk about them, but they're, they're great. Starring Michael Passmore, Tobin Bell, um, and some other people who get killed. Yeah. yeah, uh, Fodder (laughs) (laughs) and fodder. Uh, yeah, I, I think this might be the first saw movie. Correct me if I'm wrong. That doesn't have like a, um, like a noticeable. Yeah. I've seen that person in like a few other things. I mean, Matt Passmore could probably be that guy. He's right, he's but, like but I mean, kind like, of a character the, like, actor. Right, like, what's that? Like, like, like he—he's definitely one. What's what's the other cat? Um. Oh, let me let me look up his name. Well, right, like that plays Detective Howard for yeah, sure, K- right? Callum Keith. But like, he's, he's you know, like in a, the in the uh, in the in in the traps themselves, typically there's somebody who you're like, oh, I've seen that actor, right? Right, like, uh, like even bizarrely in like the sixth movie, maybe or the fourth or the fifth, I fucking forget which one. Uh, like Julie Benz shows up for some fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Like she she needed a paycheck that week or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think this might be the one that doesn't have like a like a oh this person's in this moment. Yeah. Right, because even in the last one, and like in in the seventh film, Jesus Christ, there's so many of these. Uh, in the seventh film, like Carrie Elwes showed back up, right? So, yeah, and and here's the thing, like so with seven, I mean, it was literally called Saw the Final Chapter, and uh, and, uh-huh. and I was thankful because by seven, seven was really bad. Uh, the only ones that I really didn't like uh, were were five and seven. I, I think four is really weak. Two and three, I think, are the strongest in the series. Mm-hmm. I like I, I think much stronger than even one. I mean, one's very effective, but it's a it's not the same thing. Like like two and three really expand the idea of what that movie is doing. Um, and those two are really good, actually. Uh, upon rewatching, those are solid. But like four kind of starts to fall apart. Five is shit. Six, it rebounds a little bit. There's some good traps. Yeah. Right. Uh, seven is fucking Garbo. Ugh, it's it, so bad. Just is, is absolutely just atrociously bad. And that was just like, Oh, the final chapter. Thank heavens. Yeah. Uh, so what did you think about this one, Adam? This is a tough one because uh-huh. I, I didn't absolutely hate it, but I certainly didn't love it. It's Here, here's weird. where I come in on it. Um, I think there's some really good things in this thing. Like I really like the, the assistant man, uh, medical exam, uh, examiner, uh, Eleanor. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I like her and the idea that there's like this, uh, like 
obsessive serial killer community community that's formed online in the, in the dark web around Jigsaw. That just felt like some because, shit they threw in because they like because like like an insurance company that are just like throw the, throw the dark web in there. That's gonna the scare web. some people. <laughs> well, right, yeah, of course, but like that shit that that shit's real, not the dark web part, but like Fortunate. you know serial killer fan clubs, <laughs> yeah, right. Um. So I, I thought that was a nice angle. It was a good red herring to have. Spoiler alert. She's not the fucking killer. Um, but uh, I also liked the I actually liked how they performed the reveal in this movie um, where like the whole time you think you're watching one thing and maybe it turns out that it's another way. And then, holy shit, no, it's actually this. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this I, li- without- I liked that part of it. Yeah, without giving anything away, I'll say, and, and because all these movies are like this, so don't right. you know think there's all the big. It's all like red herrings until you get to the end, and then they go through like here's the you deal. know the montage of five minutes of the you rewatching portions of the movie and go right? oh well that okay uh-huh. this this is how how all the how how all the pieces fit together so that that's no shock there, but honestly that's where like because I was ready to take a big giant dump on this movie and then the end kind of got me to just go hmm. I think I need to watch this once more. Yeah. So, like, uh, honestly, I think that's... I I have to give it enough credit to say you made me want to watch it at least twice. I may not love it, but I'll watch it Here's where I think the real weakness is and why it uh, will not hold up to a rewatch is not even the way the plot twist is handled, because I think that's actually kind of clever. Um, The traps suck that's i was that was going to be my they're, next point. they're not good traps like the the end one is all right that's pretty creative uh like the very last situation that, that yeah, the yeah. two survivors find themselves in mm-hmm. that's pretty creative and really uh brutal actually um the rest of it it's just like okay yeah okay, right all right I mean, there's like one good uh, kill where somebody gets stuck with some fucking needle filled with acid. Like that's pretty uh, gnarly, but it's also not like we haven't seen things before. Because let's face it, you know, the most part, the reason that you're going to the th- this film or films of this nature that were really out in that kind of splat packy sort of time is to see how over the top things can get, and that's where you know, with from two to four or five, four or five, mm-hmm. Darren Lynn Bowsman came in and really kind of dialed up that thing. Yeah, I think he does two, three, and four, and then uh, the next dude takes over for the end of the franchise, right. I think. Uh, so what he did was so, he like he really made it all about the kind of like, you know, here's, here's what's crazy, and just to, when you're watching it to go into full cringe mode because it's like, oh, yeah. oh, God, oh. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, really like, like Dina Meyer's uh, trap, right? Like, where in uh in four is it where her rib cage is broken open and mm-hmm. like kind of ripped out of her you're just like holy shit you know like there's some really gnarly stuff in those movies this one is uh like i think the first three are oh shit you've got a chain wrapped around your neck and it's on a pulley and it's pulling you towards something you're like, okay and it's just like well i like i this is the f- literally the first of the movie i know that at least four of these people are going to survive for a minute and it's, you know, but like where, you know, in like one of the movies, it's called, hey, you've got this thing on you, dig a key out of your eyeball. You know, it's just like uh-huh. things like that, like where it's truly the big choice. And, and you, well, he's dead. We know this. Yeah. I mean, the clo- the closest this gets to that is, is when uh, one of the characters legs gets stuck while he's disobeying some rules, his leg falls through some boards, of course. Now, if this was and, a Darren Lynn Bowsman movie, he would have been wearing shorts. Oh, yeah, right? Why like, was he wearing gonna, jeans? That start. just didn't, that did not help the situation. It just seemed poor and kind of crappy. I'm like, uh-huh. have him wearing shorts, man, to where you can see what's going on to that leg. I yeah. want, th- in this type of movie, not every type of movie, I don't want this, but in this type of movie, I I want to see what yeah, that play up cable's your gore doing because Do that's what this—that's what we're going to see these films for. But yeah, the, I mean, like overall, that's that's where I fall on it. Is like the plot, uh, probably like a C plus B minus twist moment is handled really well, uh, f- as far as I'm concerned. Um, I I think the traps are like a D at best. Yeah, mostly they're 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 an F. But going back to the spear. Like, I think a lot of the reason this movie even works is like you have a couple of directors who are like semi competent, 
Uh, I mean, at making this movie, they they've made excellent stuff before. These are the guys who made uh, Daybreakers, the vampire movie with Ethan Hawke. Oh, really? They uh huh. Well, they, they made it. They made that movie with Ethan Hawke again, actually a few years later, called uh, Predestination, which is really good. I don't think I've seen um, that. and then uh, uh, Undead, the Australian uh, zombie oh, movie. Yeah, that was real good. I got right? that on DVD even. Yeah, right. So like these guys know what they're doing. Uh, I th- I think they did the best with what they could. I can I can kind of tell they were brought on for hire because it had almost none of their uh, like regular kind of uh, genre aesthetics. Like there, there's something distinctly stylistic about these guys' movies. Because think, even when you think about like way. Daybreakers, like this um, seems just like while Daybreakers wasn't like a giant giant film, like this feels like super low budget for them comparatively to like a movie like that. Yeah. Um, and, and it is like notably this is they didn't write it. Uh, I think they at least wrote the their three other movies. Um, but uh, I don't know. Like I didn't hate it. It's a fine. It's an OK entry in the franchise, I guess. It's I, it's better than uh, five and seven. I'll say that. Yeah. No, it's not even. Yeah, not even close. <laughs> Those movies are just absolute. Uh, that's, that's very. That's very faint praise. I realize that, but it is just. <laughs> it's the reality of it, right? Like if you're ranking them, and like it's at least better than those two. It might be better than one of the one or the other uh, films as well. But like, who knows, right? I'm not. But I'm yeah, not going to call it that close. Really. To me, it all comes. It, it like you said, it comes down to what the traps are and how they are. But like honestly. This doesn't because the whole deal with 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 Jigsaw and all the different traps and stuff throughout the movies was you you had essentially two choices. Neither choice was going to end up being good, right? But you right. had to do this one horrible thing in order to escape this other horrible thing. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can survive. Yeah, exactly. And it didn't right. feel like there was a lot of that on display here. And and so much of it, like I mean, and you see in the trailer there, where they're in like a grain silo and stuff's just falling from the ceiling. Yeah, like, that's so. That's so. It's not a jigsaw left a thing chance. That he do right, no. it, it, right? Like there's no real escape. I mean, arguably the choice could be made long before that starts happening, right? But like, I think you're really sense. far into it at that point. If you're like, no, you still have a chance of getting out of this. No, it's it, it's really really dumb that way. And, and there are certain elements, including in that scene of this movie, that are really dumb just in general. Like one of my favorite lines, and by favorite I mean it's terrible, and I laughed <laughs> uh, in the theater at it. Was while the while like stuff starts coming down on them in this grain silo, uh, the there the other guys watching on a monitor outside. He can see what's going on, right? They're mm-hmm. communicating with one another. They can like communicate. And uh, he's like, "What? What is that? What is that?" And they're like, "It's grain." It's like, "Well, of course it's grain. You're in a fucking grain silo." Yeah. Like, like what? The, like, one that guy must be a moron. And then also, like, why are you justifying his idiocy with a response? He's about to let you drown in grain because he's scared that his leg might get severed. Yeah, of, of which I just, I just and then and then at what point? Pain. Like, what's his out? Right, like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm not, I'm gonna let these guys fucking drown in the grain over here, but I'm not gonna pull this thing because my leg might get chopped off. Uh, but if I do that, I'm still not gonna chop my leg off, so I'm probably just gonna fucking die here until this thing gets tight enough and chops my lo- leg off any fucking way. It's, right, like, yeah. like it's not even a good choice. No, nothing. <laughs> Right. Like, like like that guy's pretty much just fucked unless he makes the choice to like, let the guys out of the grain silo. But even then he might be fucked. You know, you know what I mean? It's it's Uh, not good. It's not good. So, so, you know, if you're, listen, if you're, if you're one of those people like us that you've, you've seen all the movies, uh, it it might be worth enough watching, but if it hasn't been your bag up till now, it's not going to be. And this is nowhere to jump on for sure. Right. It, yeah. It, don't don't jump onto this thing. You'll because, be like, what the fuck uh, is even yeah, this? I mean, it, it, I this is a sequel that not unlike all of the the Saw sequels, this is a sequel that definitely relies on some prior knowledge of things that have happened. Yeah. If you walk in unknowing, it, this will so much of this movie will mean nothing to you. Yeah. I mean, not as much as some of the other ones. Like, you're like right. there are definitely elements of the later Saw films where you're just like, oh yeah, that's who this person was, and they're back now. 
And sometimes but that's I to, haven't seen them in four movies. I, yeah, right? I was like, about to say that's almost to the, those movies' detriments in some way, uh, uh-huh. because there can be a uh, like, and then uh, like when you get into things like six, you're just like, or uh, no five, you're like everyone looks the same. Why? Oh, yeah, why? Right? Why like, do we get like five people who all look alike? Uh huh. Yeah. Well, my favorite thing about like how convoluted the <laughs> those stories really become is just like. Like for the first four or five of them, like the the way the story advances is just like, and now we're going to introduce the FBI, and now we're going to introduce the state's attorneys, and right, yeah. like it's it's like the job level of, of catching the killer just keeps going slightly higher in the uh, jurisdictional chain of command. To where, like, eventually, like, like, you know, you might as well expect the fucking president to show up and be like, well, where are these motherfuckers? I'm the president of the United States, and I'm here to take down this (laughs) bastard. Yeah, like, like Aaron Eckhart's going to fucking show up, and Gerard Butler's going to be with him, and, like, (laughs) stop I would watch. Oh, my God. You just, I'm sorry. You you done done it. That's the Jigsaw has fallen. That's the sequel we're getting. Oh, that is except Eckhart's not in the next one, so it'll have to be like Morgan Freeman, I guess, and fucking. uh, That's brilliant. I want that in there. No, that's the movie. That's the movie that's in the in the timeline. It's in between those movies. That's what happened in the middle that we don't know about. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm down with it. It's as absurd as anything that happens in both franchises. Both of those crappy. Yeah, exactly. Both of these horrible franchises. It doesn't matter. It's just as stupid either way. You just go like. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, now I'm down with the idea. Let's let's get Jigsaw is fallen rolling. Let's oh, do it. Jigsaw is fallen. <laughs> that is let Twisted Pictures Lionsgate. Give us a call, pal. We need we we we're, we're on this one, boy. <laughs> we got your ideas, bro. Let's do it. <laughs> we got them all here. Uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, everybody. That is this episode for you. This uh, this I was gonna say this week, but guess what? You got another one coming right. You know hot what we on did, Adam? What's that? fucking solid hour bro i think we did i think we put uh, i think we put We're like right at it quite the effort there uh so next week uh we got two more flicks for you i've got i've still got a boatload of things i've been watching so i got tons of stuff we're gonna talk about Come there something to talk about i guess yeah you gotta pull something out of your ass between now and the next 10 minutes we yeah. <laughs> record this thing uh so next week the big ones that we'll be talking about thank you for your service uh movie i don't know that i don't know what that made at the box office we'll we'll figure it out and we'll talk about it in the next <laughs> we haven't looked at the box office this whole episode which is an anomaly for us it, it's strange right but this yeah, is but like we'll a, talk about it next that's time. a week gone by so it's almost like it doesn't even count uh and of course we'll be covering the big one thor ragnarok everybody and of course like i said more more and more things and all that kind of good jazz so stay tuned stay subscribed and all that kind of good stuff because it's coming and not too awful far long in the meantime matt where can we find more of your work on the internet sir uh you can follow me on twitter uh, at matt boyd smith and uh you can follow my tumblr i'm updating that thing uh, on the regular it's uh what is it uh Conspiracy media theory.tumblr.com. That's right. You put a question mark at the end of that. That's a little scary. Well, 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 I, I, I always forget that it's like, oh, I've got to put conspiracy media theory before dot tumblr. I can't do like it's tumblr.com slash. Yeah, right. Like normal folk. What's well, up, I mean, like it, ma- it makes sense, but I, but like that's my my tiny letters tinyletter.com slash conspiracy right so like i just have to remember which is which right and next episode i'm gonna cover it i I pulled it up here in the emails but i forgot to talk about it we're gonna we're gonna read your emails next episode too i say that now just on account i want to remember it for the next episode all right uh and of course uh here movie podcast here moviepodcast.com this week we had a whole whole big thor ragnarok next week we're uh reviewing the first two episodes of the gifted from uh on uh, the x-men on fox and all that kind of good jazz and they're blowing that fucking franchise up. Is it? I, 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 have you seen it? Like, there's like four fucking X-Men movies coming out in the next year and a half. Man, well, well, I think we'll talk about some of that other stuff and the possibilities that may have come down this week. And you know how you can do, you know how I can get that extra little info, kids? Go over to patreon.com slash the film find and uh, join up for the pre and post show. We're going to talk about that in the post show of this show. Uh, oh, so- so that's it, everybody. Join us uh, in a very short time for thank you for your service in Thor Ragnarok. For Matt Smith, I'm Adam Portress. We'll see you guys soon.